to Remember Twilight, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Twilight Saga. On Remember Twilight, we talk about all things openly. Mental health, relationships, sex, religion, fashion. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can, so if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we are not spoiler-free. She was thoughtful for a moment, and I wondered if she'd forgotten my presence again. But then she smiled at me, her expression suddenly triumphant. You know, my record is almost as clean as Carlyle's, she told me. Better than Esme. A thousand times better than Edward. I've never tasted human blood, she announced proudly. She understood my puzzled expression as I wondered why her record was only almost as clean. I did murder five humans, she told me in a complacent tone. If you can really call them human. But I was very careful not to spill their blood. I knew I wouldn't be able to resist that, and I didn't want any part of them in me, you see. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. What's up? What's up? Welcome back. Welcome back as always. You're always welcome here. Um, yeah, totally. My name is Marin. My name is Emily. And you are listening to Remember, Remember Twilight. Twilight. <laughs> cool. I wanted to change it up a little. I really liked it. Thank you. I'm a fan of whatever you want to change up. Cool. Actually, like the whole time, everything that Emily has suggested, I've been like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're smarter than sure. me. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay so this week we're talking about chapter seven you guys this oh this chapter is called unhappy ending but i don't know if i agree with that it's it's an unwanted ending sure <laughs> i think yeah so last week we talked about obviously chapter six which is where a lot happens because yeah it's like a whole week it's a big, stuff. yeah, a big bunch of stuff. She she spends the day with Jacob. She gets followed back to Forks by Edward. She, I'm talking about she, she is Bella. She goes to Angela's house and does a whole bunch of stuff and has a whole big fun bonding conversation with Angela. She goes home, has a 
makeup talk with Edward. She spends the week at school. She gets kidnapped by <laughs> Alice at the end of the week. She de- refuses to have any fun at all. Uh-huh. And then she goes to bed. And what to her wondering ears should appear? But Rosalie Hale a little and a tale of her life. <laughs> a little nick nick nickety knock. Uh, yeah, but nickety knock. A may I come in? A Bella Give having a, moment, a heart attack please. because how on earth could Rosalie <laughs> Hale ever want to come see uh, Bella? Me? Little old, I've, of all the things that could have happened at this kidnapping, <laughs> this is the most surprising. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, like, Rosalie had been hanging out with them all night, but she was just kind of, like, off to the side. Wasn't, like, really engaging in what was happening. Right. She does she was not there. need her nails done. No. She gets that done. Mm-hmm. She did not need to pretend to be having fun with the mushroom ravioli oh no she's like this human food smells weird it's gonna be (laughs) smelly in here for like a week now she does not care about edward's stupid bed nope she thinks it's really stupid either she thinks it's really stupid or she's the one who chose it or she wants it she's like when bella says that she hates it i'm taking this (laughs) (laughs) so it's very surprising yeah bella is a heartbeat i'm sure Mm-hmm. As Rosalie is standing in the doorway, her breathtaking face unsure. Do you think that Rose knows how much Bella is obsessed with her? She must. Because I think her like default is that everyone's obsessed with her. Sure, sure. And so when Bella like looks at her and her heart kind of flutters a little <laughs> bit and she can't like actually look her in the eye, I think she knows. <laughs> cool. <laughs> really, really cool. Uh, So she comes in and she asks Bella if Edward ever told her what happened to her and uh, how she ended up with the Cullens. And Bella says, well, all I know is that it was pretty much like what could have happened to me the night in Port Angeles. And she's like, oh, honey, (laughs) that is not all. Uh, Would you like to hear the rest? Oh, my gosh. This is the most nervous Bella's ever been. This is more nervous than in biology class because in biology class with Edward at the beginning they were surrounded by other people Mm -hmm. this is Rosalie and Bella on a couch in a bedroom in the middle of the night Uh Bella is just like okay well I'm gonna strap in and get ready for the ride she is gonna strap (laughs) I'm not gonna go any further (laughs) with that (laughs) Uh, she tells her "Um, yes I am ready to hear your story so. Did Edward tell you? Did Edward Edward ever tell you what led to this? She asked, gesturing to her glorious immortal body. <laughs> did Edward ever tell you what led to this? Okay, so Rosalie was born in 1915 to an upper middle class family, and so. We learn that her father worked in a bank, and he had a very good, stable job, and. He was very happy about this, as <laughs> most people are. Um, she says that he saw his prosperity as a reward for talent and hard work, rather than acknowledging the luck involved. Yes. I love how aware she is she of the privilege that her family had. understands. I love that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, She says, I took it all for granted then. In my home, it was as if the Great Depression was only a troublesome rumor. Of course, I saw poor people, the ones who weren't lucky. My father left me with the impression that they'd brought their troubles on themselves. Nope. (laughs) Wrong. (laughs) Uh, She talks about how when Rosalie was born and growing up, her mom's like main job was to just make sure she always looked beautiful and was like well-mannered and how because they had this beautiful little girl suddenly new doors were opening up to them as a family so she was Ugh. never like treated as a kid and she was never uh, no. respected as a person it was just always like you are going to bring us more wealth this is the most disgusting class thing oh yeah i mean and it, this is not this is not fiction, you guys. This is real. This really is how... <laughs> this is the world. Yes. Yeah. Um, she says that um, her parents were, like, never satisfied. Like, they always wanted her to, like, do better, be prettier, do more. But she was living her best life. She's like, I am Rosalie Hale. I am so beautiful. Everybody stares at me. And she loves it. She Well, she says, pleased that men's eyes watched me everywhere I went from the year I turned 12. Ew. Super ew. Why are men? Men are disgusting. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. So she had been essentially like brainwashed into thinking that the only things that she should want out of life are to be pretty and to be loved and for people to... uh, admire her and she wants a big wedding and a big family and that's about it i mean that's this all kind she of stuff wants. like this is still something that a lot of girls are told mm-hmm. that that like i mean this is how this is what i thought growing up that what made me special was that i was pretty and that guys liked me and that i could get what i wanted by being pretty uh-huh. and i like i thought that I thought I really like for a long time thought that that's what made me exceptional was that like I could get things by being pretty and that the most important thing I could do was find a good man with lots of money and marry him and then have a good life because of it. Yep. Ew. Why do we do this? I don't know, but I wish it would stop and I'm trying to stop it with my children Yeah. by being like uh, (laughs) none of that matters yeah what matters is kindness and being a a good human she says i was silly and shallow but i was content she wanted a big house that had a lot of fancy things inside of it where someone else cooked and someone else cleaned Mm. and she could just sit and (laughs) be pretty basically (laughs) she does mention that their the um family was something that was very important to mm-hmm. her because she had this best friend named Vera and Vera got married pretty much right around the time of the story that's happening. Um she married a carpenter, which would never ever have been someone that Rosalie would have been allowed to marry. No, yeah. And and Vera has this cute little baby that has curly black hair and big dimples and je- Rosalie is very jealous that she has this cute life and a husband who loves her mm-hmm. and this baby and she just kind of gets to be with her family. And so Bella's sitting here listening to this and she goes, this is pretty much the time of the world when Edward was alive too. Yeah. 
And yeah, so that's the life that Edward would have had. Yeah, so he was just looking for some pretty girl to marry and give her everything that he could. Except that Edward wasn't. This is an interesting thing for Bella to think because Edward wanted to join the army and become a soldier and he had no intention of finding a wife and getting married. Um, I think that if he hadn't died and become a vampire, he would have. Probably. Because that's what people did mm-hmm. back then. But he uh, he was meant to be with Bella. Yeah, he had to wait. <laughs> he had to wait just a smidge. As Rosalie is talking about this, she mentions how in the town where she lived, Rochester, there was this family, this royal family called the Kings. And... Of course, her parents are going to do everything they can to make sure that the son of this wealthy family falls in love with their daughter. And so the kings own the bank that Rosalie's dad works at. And one day, her mom dresses her up, makes her look cute. She does her hair. She wears her best dress and she sends her to work to give her dad lunch. I know this. This is a song. Uh <laughs> You know, uh, I think it's called Fancy. What? (laughs) If anybody knows what I'm talking about, give me some props. (laughs) There's an old country song. And I think that um, I might be wrong about this, but I think Dolly Parton sings it. And Mm. it's about a mom. It's really disturbing. But it's about a mom who dresses up her daughter and has her go to work, if you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. That's what this is. This is that song. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Rosalie goes, she takes the lunch. She doesn't notice anything unusual. But the son named Royce was there and he noticed her. And that uh, night he uh, sends uh, her. Royce King Jr. <laughs> Royce King Jr. over at the bank. <laughs> he has that voice, right? Yeah. Everyone back then does. This is Royce. <laughs> Uh, Rosalie, I noticed you at the bank yesterday. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. Okay. He sends her a dozen roses, bouquets of roses every night. That's too much. That's way too much. That's like when Max sent Lorelai 10,000 daisies to the inn. Oh, boy. It was too much. Just don't do that, maybe. It's too much. Nobody wants that. Nobody does. That's too many to take care of. <laughs> She mentions that Royce was handsome. I'm Royce King, (laughs) Junior. (laughs) And obviously her parents approved of this. (laughs) And your parents approve. (laughs) Um, Rosalie talks about how they didn't really spend much time one-on-one. It was always that he was going to parties and he brought her with just to stand there and be pretty. Right. So like they'd never even had a conversation. No. It was just like, oh, this boy likes me. My parents think I should marry him. He's pretty cute. So I'll just do whatever everyone wants me to do. Yeah. I'll wear these pretty dresses, go to these fancy parties. So fun. Whatever. Gross. They were only engaged for two months. And she's fine with it. Until there's one evening she's over at Vera's house uh, playing with her baby. And she notices how different the relationship between Vera and her husband is than anything close to what her and Royce have experienced. Right. So Vera's husband is tender and he's sweet and he's giving Rosalie like 
little secret kisses. I mean, not Rosalie, sorry. He's giving Vera like little secret kisses and he's just, he's there. Yeah. They're sitting around in the house playing with their baby. There's nothing fancy happening. There's nothing put on about them or their relationship or anything. And it's, yeah, it's hard for, it's hard for her to see the difference. Mm Mm-hmm. If anyone happens to be listening to this that doesn't already know the story of Eclipse, I'd like to give a trigger warning. Yeah. Um, right now, probably skip ahead just a couple minutes. So yep. we're going to get into some dark stuff. So after Rosalie leaves Vera's house, she decides to walk home. It's already dark outside, but her house is so close by that she thinks it's silly to like call her dad to come and walk her home right it's also super cold outside and so as she's walking back she's just thinking about how they might have to change the wedding venue to be indoors instead of outdoors if it's still going to be so cold and Rosalie then kind of comes out of the story and tells Bella that she remembers all of this very clearly because she didn't think about anything else the first little while after she was changed so this is a story that she's played over and over and over in her head Let's see. I was a few streets from my house when I heard them, a cluster of men. And she then thinks to herself, like, "Mm, I wish I would have called someone to walk me home. Yeah. And she's so close to home. She's a few streets away from her house. Yeah. And these men are standing under a streetlight and they're obviously drunk. They're being super loud. Her warning bells are are dinging Mm -hmm. like crazy. Like she knows something's wrong and she... Is like, shoot, I should have called my dad to come walk me home. Yeah. And then she, someone calls her name and she realizes that it's, uh, it's Royce and some of his friends. Um, she goes, I'd never seen him drink before. A toast now and then at a party. He told me he didn't like champagne. I hadn't realized that he preferred something much stronger. Um, so he has this new friend that's in town. And he's saying, what did I tell you, John? Isn't she lovelier than all your Georgia peaches? Oh, my shoulders are now like permanently attached to my ears. Yeah. That is just the most disgusting. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. He didn't even. Yeah, it's disgusting. So this guy named John looks at Rosalie and says, it's hard to tell. She's all covered up. And then Royce laughs uh-huh like yeah she's yeah that's funny uh-huh. <laughs> how about i just rip her jacket off of her yeah so and the, rip her hair the jacket her... gets ripped off yeah the hat, hat out of her hair with her pin i mean she had a pin in her hair to the hat ripped off yep Mm-mm. um she just says that they seem to enjoy that the sound of my pain and she she stops the story there. She says, I won't make you listen to the rest, but they left me in the street, still laughing as they stumbled away. They thought I was dead. And the reason Carlisle finds her is because there's so much blood. Yeah. So she was going to die and she's laying there for such a long time wishing for death. Like, why is it taking so long? Why am I not dead yet? Oh, gosh. Um, so Carlisle comes over and he he doesn't immediately just be like, okay, I'm going to change her. He tries to save her. So he's 
I'm, I don't know what supplies he would have on him to try to stitch Maybe things he, or set bones. Do you or... think that like Carlisle has a bat belt? <laughs> a, a utila belt? Absolutely. <laughs> He's Maybe. got a couple of sterilized scalpels, a some stitching materials, some penicillin. Some he's just got like each pouch has a different life saving tool in maybe. it. Maybe, <laughs> or maybe he was like on his way to or from the hospital and he had like his bag with him oh, or yeah, something because yeah. they brought their supplies with his them. bag. That's right, his doctor's bag. So maybe he did have absolutely. Some stuff and... I think he does. I think he does. Besides that, even if he didn't, if he had heard or smelled that, he would have grabbed whatever was closest to him. Yeah. So he's trying. He's trying. He's trying, and then. And Rosalie's like, I never liked Dr. Cullen <laughs> she's or like, his wife or her brother. She's like, they're all so much prettier than me. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> but they never went anywhere or talked to anyone, so it's fine. <laughs> I thought I died when he pulled me from the ground and ran with me because of the speed. It felt like I was flying. Uh, so Carlisle takes her back to his house because everyone else is there. And... She suddenly feels something sharp cutting her on her throat <laughs> and on her wrists and on her ankles, which, of course, are the teeth. Okay, so then imagine this. She's already been almost murdered, mm-hmm. definitely assaulted by her fiancé and his buddies, left to die in the street. She th- And then she's like, what is happening? What is this doctor doing? Oh, I'm safe. I'm warm. I'm going to be Okay. Oh my gosh, he's hurting me again. Yeah. Like that, she like, he, she thought that he took her there to hurt her some more. So this is like a double trauma. And even though that he didn't actually bring her there to hurt her, that like brain, like (laughs) changing thing right there has got to just be like another level of like, this was the worst thing ever. Yeah. When it was reading this that I was like, Carlisle made the wrong choice. Yeah. To do this to someone who's just gone through something like that. Yeah, it was too traumatic. He should have let her die. Yeah, it was too traumatic. Her her assault and death was uh, too traumatic of a thing to live Mm -hmm. through. I mean, Edward was laying in a hospital bed next to his mom. That wasn't a traumatic, you know, like uh, it was traumatic, but it wasn't like brain, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then with Emmett it was like those were like saving his life mm -hmm. and it was like it was those were it was a lot of life-saving things but this is not this is not the same yeah this is just extending something terrible and then for the rest of her existence she just relives this in her head over and over and over and over and over and over again yeah and is so bitter about it and Mm -hmm. is so mad uh, rightfully so yeah yep she's yeah absolutely right she says, a fire started burning through me and I begged him to kill me. When Esme and Edward returned home, I begged them to kill me too. Carlisle sat with me. He held my hand and said that he was so sorry, promising that it would end. He told me everything and sometimes I listened. He told me what he was and what I was becoming. I didn't believe him. He apologized each time I screamed. Um, Edward wasn't happy. Edward also thinks that... <laughs> Carlisle yeah. should have just let him die mm-hmm. because here's Edward. He has to think everything that Rosalie is thinking. Yeah. So he, he knows, he exactly knows what happened. what's going on. Um, and, and she goes, what were you thinking? Carlisle Edward said, Rosalie Hale. And right there she imitates Ed- 
Edward's irritated tone of perfection. I love it when they imitate his voice. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. I love it. So Carlisle says, I couldn't just let her die. It was too much, too horrible, too much waste. True, but I don't know. Now she has to remember that night forever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yep. Esme agrees with Carlisle. Like, of course, you couldn't leave this like poor girl who just been assaulted on the street to just die like I get it but I I don't agree with that <laughs> um people die all the time Edward reminded him don't you think she's just a little recognizable though <laughs> Edward asks what are they gonna do with her and Carlyle says well that's of obviously up to her she might want to go and do her own thing which is just so strange like I know why <laughs> turn someone into a vampire if you're not Gonna take care of like them. Like sure that they're gonna be with you. Yeah, we you know. I don't know. I this was just like a snap decision that Carlisle made. He didn't even think about it at yeah. all. I mean, he, they say that he thought about it that like she could be a companion for Edward, but I don't think so. I think it no. was just like a snap decision. He was like, I can't let her die. Yeah. Uh, the pain finally ended, and they explained to me again what I was. Uh, This time I believed. I felt the thirst, my hard skin. I saw my brilliant red eyes. (laughs) Shallow as I was, I felt better when I saw my reflection in the mirror the first time. (laughs) Well, I may be dead, but I'm still pretty. (laughs) Yep. Right? (laughs) Um, It took some time before I began to blame the beauty for what had happened to me for me to see the curse of it. Mm. To wish that I had been someone normal like Vera so I could marry someone who loved me. I didn't just want a pretty bride. Mm. Um, she says, my record is almost as clean as Carlisle's. <laughs> better than Esme. A thousand times better than Edward, who goes and kills anyone who <laughs> has a bad thought. Because Rosalie has never, ever tasted human blood. Mm-hmm. We, of course, know that Rosalie goes back for <laughs> for all of the people who hurt her. <laughs> Love it. And kills them. And she does it uh, one by one. And she does it very slowly. It's a survivor's dream. Yeah. Not every survivor, but... I would say a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of survivor's dreams. She goes, I was very careful not to spill their blood. I knew I wouldn't be able to resist that, and I didn't want any part of them in me. <laughs> I saved Royce for last. He was hiding inside a windowless room behind a door as thick as a bank vault, oh guarded outside by armed men. Um, I was over the... Overly theatrical. It was kind of childish, really. I wore a wedding dress. I love it. He screamed a lot that night. (laughs) And then Rosalie's like, oh, are you okay, Bella? (laughs) I know it's a lot. She's like, I'm fine. (laughs) No. She's not okay. No. Um, She goes, I'm surprised Edward didn't tell you more about it. But Bella says he doesn't like to tell other people's stories. He feels like he's betraying confidences because he hears so much more than the parts that they mean for him to hear. Aww. And then Rosalie's like, I guess he's not that bad, is he? And Bella's <laughs> like, well, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> she asks um, if Bella knows why Rosalie doesn't like her. <sighs> and, so rude. Yeah. Do you know why I hate you? <laughs> I'm going to tell you. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, Edward says it's because I'm human. And she's like, oh, is that all he said? <laughs> <laughs> well, he is much nicer than I am because... At first, I was mostly jealous because he wanted you and not me. (laughs) I was so used to people wanting me, and Edward wasn't the least bit interested. Her words sent a thrill (laughs) of fear. 
through me. (laughs) (laughs) But he never wanted anyone, so it was whatever. And then he found you. I love it. Yeah. Then he found you, and that meant that he thought you were more attractive than me, and that was annoying. (laughs) And Bella goes, "Um, that doesn't still bother you, does it? I mean, we both know you're the most beautiful person on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, thank you, Bella. Yes, I know. Mm -hmm. um, It doesn't bother me as much because I still don't like you because you have the choice that I would trade anything for, Uh, and you are choosing wrong. Rose. Rose, this is a different situation. Yeah. One bajillion percent different mm-hmm. situation. If Rosalie could take herself out of the equation for one second, she would realize that by forcing humanness upon Bella, she's also taking away her choice. Totally. And that's not what she would have wanted if she was a human either. Yeah. But she she's so involved with what happened to her that she can't get past Right. Like what happened? She hasn't worked through it at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bella asks her if she would like her any better if she chose to stay human. And Rosalie says maybe. <laughs> and if Bella had any reason whatsoever to maybe not become a vampire, it's this. I know. <laughs> to get Rosalie to like her. Is there anything I can do? Anything, anything? at all? Anything. <laughs> I'll do anything. But Bella's like, you did get kind of a happy ending because you have Emmett. And Rosalie's like, yeah, I got about half. I got someone who loves me for me and who is my perfect match. And it's actually because uh, Emmett looked a lot like he was so the baby. cute. Yeah, those dimples and this curly black hair. And I just couldn't let him die. Aww. So Emmett got attacked by a bear, if you guys didn't know. And Rosalie <laughs> saved him. She carried his bloody, bloody body back to Carlisle. Not even said, a lick. Change him. Not even a lick. Nope. I mean, Edward can even not lick Bella's tear. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. Um, so Rosalie just gives Bella a little bit of advice. And she says, you're too young to know what you'll want in 10 years, 15 years, and too young to give it all up without thinking it through. You don't want to be rash about permanent things, Bella. Just think about it a little. <laughs> <laughs> With a pat, pat, pat on the mm-hmm. head. Yep. Um. And Rosalie says it's a lot to give up. And Bella just thinks to herself, but it's more to get in return. Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting because it's a completely different situation. Mm-hmm. It's it's so weird. It's like <laughs> somebody, uh, it is just, it's the perfect example of trying to make somebody do something because you think that it's right. Mm-hmm. Because you think that it's the right thing to do. Regardless of what their definition or feelings about rightness are. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. No. It's it's not right. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> it just leads to like resentment between people and yeah. there's no understanding. No. And it's it's kind of... Like, so Rosalie's super upset and she wants to explain this to Bella and make Bella understand. But it's not Bella's reality, not even a little bit. Bella was raised completely the opposite of Rosalie. Bella never had any sort of aspirations for humanness at all. In fact, she always felt not human. She Mm -hmm. always felt different. She always felt like she didn't belong. She was never a 
happy, content person the way that Rosalie was. She never felt whole and herself until she met Edward. Mm -hmm. And then was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be. This is who I'm supposed to be. So you can't you can't put Bella into Rosalie's life because they're so different. And so Rosalie, she's just, I don't know if it's because she's a vampire or because she just like really cares a lot, which I don't, she doesn't care. She just wants to like tell Bella that she's doing something wrong. But um, it's just, it's not going to change anything because it's not even remotely similar. Yeah, this would have been a, like, this is a big missed opportunity for Bella to explain why she wants to be a vampire to Rosalie. Like, if she would have taken five minutes to explain her backstory and how she's come to the decision that she does want to be a vampire, I think Rosalie could have at least, like, understood and, like, respected her choice Yeah, at that point instead of just thinking that she's being rash and not considering her options. Exactly. Well, and let's think about how when Bella was in Port Angeles and she almost got assaulted and killed by those men and it was very close the only reason it didn't happen is because Edward heard them and found them Mm -hmm. immediately if however Edward had been too late and had then turned her into a vampire or brought her to Carlisle or whatever she would have been so happy Mm -hmm. so even though like that one specific example was the same thing and it didn't happen to Bella blah 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 da 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 she still she would not have felt the same way that Rosalie feels about it she would have been like oh my gosh this is a million times better than my life was being a human mm-hmm. <laughs> like thank you for doing this for me so yep. yeah yep not yep. even the same nope so Rosalie stop it but thanks for coming by but thanks for like breathing (laughs) on me so much (laughs) Bella didn't say it but I think that Rosalie's breath might smell just a little bit better than Edward's of course it does (laughs) everything about Rosalie smells better and looks better than Edward (laughs) Bella then somehow manages to go to sleep but she has a nightmare (laughs) that night about being cold and blood and dragging herself (laughs) along a cold cobblestone street Bella Bella. this (laughs) it's a depression dream (laughs) (laughs) this honestly would have been like the perfect place to set up Renesmee though oh which is one of the reasons why I wonder if that was just kind of a a last minute thing instead of a planned thing because after hearing about how Rosalie wanted a baby so badly that's all she wanted well if Bella would have had a dream that she was pregnant and dying right here oh my god would have been so cool yes it would have been amazing because that's what happens it would have made everything so much easier to deal with too when she got pregnant Mm -hmm. because she could have immediately been like Rosalie will take care of it Uh (laughs) yeah like I don't have to be a mom Rosalie can be the mom. I can be the cool aunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, so. let me tell you guys, that's that's an option. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. So the next day, uh, Alice drives Bella to school. <laughs> and on their way, Alice is like, so should we go to like Olympia tonight? Yeah. I wanted, what do you want to do? And Bella's like, no, just lock me in a basement. <laughs> Bella. Bella. At school, after English class, Bella is sitting there talking to Mike. Imagine Mike. 
<laughs> Mike. Mike. Good grief, Mike. You know him. Oh, yeah. And who should show up squealing onto the sidewalk but Jacob Black. Jakey B <laughs> in the house. He's coming in hot. <laughs> Bella looks at him for a second and is like, what the heck? And then she's like, oh. Uh, she runs, Bye. jumps on the back of the bike, looks over <laughs> at Alice. Alice is a growl. And then they speed away. As if Alice couldn't catch up to that motorcycle. Yeah. Alice 100% was like, I'm just going to let this happen. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they don't slow down until they get past the treaty line. Am I correct when I say that this is Jacob's best plan? Jacob, coming in with a good plan, guys. <laughs> Jacob's best plan. <laughs> he is so cool at this moment. Uh-huh. I love it. It's like, well, let's see. Alice can't tell what I'm going to do. <laughs> so it can't be Bella's idea. But if I just like show, show up. up and kidnap her, <laughs> yes. she'll like this kidnapping. I oh, know it. she will. <laughs> she will and she does. Yep. Yeah. Jacob asks her what she wants to do for the day. And she says anything. <laughs> it felt great to be free. Oh, no. Bella. Oops. <laughs> Jacob's best plan. Bella admitting that Jacob makes her feel free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really End of good. chapter. Really, really solid. Mm-hmm. Such a good chapter. Yeah. So many things to think about. Um, definitely have had all these thoughts before where I was just like, this isn't, how can Rosalie even begin to think that, this is the same situation. Mm-hmm. You can't compare these two things. They don't match. Nope. So, interesting. Yes. I'm excited. Let's go talk about Rosalie on our bonus ode. All right. Everybody, okay. uh, join our Patreon. If you like what we're doing, um, we could do more of it if we had more Patreon supporters. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm also saying. We could do so much more if we didn't have to <laughs> spend a large amount of our days doing other stupid work for money. Yep. So um, anyway, love you guys. Mm-hmm. Come on over to our Patreon. Listen to our bonus episode where we talk about Rosalie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and remember, don't force your own opinions onto other people. Amen. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. You've been remembering Twilight with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Twilight Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus episode, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at RememberTwilightPodcast at gmail.com, send us a voice message on Anchor, or leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. Thank you to Stephanie Meyer for sharing her dream and making ours come true.